Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Research, reporting, industry analysis, information, and tokenomics. Welcome to Thriller Insights. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world. Gather around. It's time for another exciting episode of Thriller Insights. Today is April 15, 2021, and we are talking Bitcoin Pump on Coin Debut. That's right. We're talking about Coinbase today and about Bitcoin. And it's crazy pump to 64K. If uh, you weren't paying attention today in the crypto markets, that's okay. We're going to catch up to speed. Coinbase went public today, debuting on NASDAQ at $381 per share. It chopped to 424 buckaroos <laughs> before tumbling back down to $310 and then pretty much ended the day at around 328 bucks. That's right. It uh, still, you know, went pretty high for 31%, but um, it went down 14% midday. And I guess, I guess it flopped kind of in a way, but... I think the surprising thing, uh, at least in the crypto space and the Bitcoin space, was Bitcoin surged um, to 64K. And I I think a lot of us were like, that was pretty cool. (laughs) That was really interesting. And, um, and, and, And it was kind of one of these two things. There was a lot of people on Bitcoin Twitter that were uh, of this mind where they were saying, why would you go about investing in Coinbase when it's overvalued and the initial share price is 554,000 Satoshis, <laughs> right? And then you had this other side, the crypto space that were congratulating, you know, Fred Wilson and the people at Union Square Ventures and Andreessen and Horowitz and Brian Armstrong and yet all these other people congratulating Coinbase for saying thanks for making a lot of money <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, so it was, it, was, it was definitely a tale of two kind of worlds today. It truly was. I think, I think, what, I think what I originally said, uh, I would have to go back on Twitter and look, but I, I kind of looked at it from a totally different point of view. I think, I think my point of view was more like, Here, I'll I'll kind of read you the tweet. I said, honestly, Coinbase, as the biggest crypto exchange, should have at least hybrid ICO'd. Debuted the new way of capital formation, set the bar higher. This direct listing was great for the space, don't get me wrong, but it was a missed opportunity by Brian Armstrong and team. And I think that is true. I think they took the easy way out. I mean, let's be honest, they're like an 800-pound gorilla in the crypto space. They're fully compliant. They're one of the most trusted among institutional investors. When the U.S. government looks to them, they see a very good, honest exchange. They could have gotten anything they wanted out of Wall Street. Um, They could have set the, the, the precedent for how to roll out 
a company in crypto and Bitcoin going forward. Um, they, they could have done a lot of things for the space um, as far as creating like a hybrid ICO or, or doing something what Exodus is doing now or, or, or maybe offering their own coin token on their own exchange or doing it a hundred different ways, right? Stuff that we can't even think about. Or maybe airdropping it, very similar to what Uniswap is doing. Um, who knows what the ideas they could have come up with? There could have been a, a lot of different ways they could have done it. Uh, what I'm trying to say is there was innovation there for them to go out and do. But instead, what they tried to do is they tried to take the easy way out. And they went ahead and said, you know what? We're just going to follow the rules like everybody else does and be a regular, boring financial company. And to me, when I see that, well, before I explain this part, let me play for you what Brian Armstrong said. Because if you, if you look at their Coinbase share prices, they had a Series A round in 2013 where it was like 20 cents, right? Uh, they had a Series B round in 2013 where it was a dollar. Series C round in 2015, where it's $2.76. Series D round in 2017, where it was $8.25. Series E round in 2018, where it was $36.19. They had secondary trades in 2020, where it was $28.83. They had another secondary trade in 2021 at $343. And then, of course, today, $381. So a lot of people got very rich uh, today, right? So um, when I heard this interview with Brian Armstrong um, with, uh, with CNBC, it, 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 to me, I heard that and it was a blatant lie. Take a listen. I think SPACs and the traditional IPO and the direct listing are all reasonable ways to go public. There's not really a wrong way to do it. I think we would have had a good outcome with any of those three. But um, for me personally, I was excited about the direct listing because you know, number one, I wanted there to be just a true market on day one that set the price, not um, something that was set behind closed doors and a small number of participants got to buy in early or something like that. And I felt like it was more true to the ethos of crypto. Um, I thought it might more truly give us a price that the market had decided versus, you know, kind of a guess that we all had come up with. So um, we'll see how it goes, but I'm, I'm excited so far about the direct listing approach. And we have, of course, had a strong balance sheet as well. So it wasn't like we were trying to raise a bunch of money right in, right in the direct listing itself. But um, of course, there's opportunities to do that as a public company if, right. if companies need it as well. Yeah, I don't understand how he thinks that's the truth. Um, I think what we're witnessing here is how traditional stock market is pretty much done <laughs> at this point. Um, there really is a superiority complex when it comes to how the capital formation is set up, right? Um, it, it really is just a bunch of rich, very rich people selling uh, stock to the public. And, and like I said in the previous, right before this, um, those shares were bought for 20 cents in 2013, a <laughs> dollar in 2013, $2 in 2015. Uh, and then they were sold on the open market. Um, so 
Yeah, I, I don't understand how he thinks that is the truth, what he just said there. Um, to me, it looks like a rigged, a very rigged ICO. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's what happened today. <laughs> but w- what I wanted to say is um, there is some there is some good news to all this. And, and I'll tell you why. Seriously, there's some good news to all this. The good news is is that this demonstrates that Coinbase is a good little boy. And I mean that not being like uh, sarcastic or anything. This means that Coinbase is always going to be that good little boy to institutional investors, to the United States government, to, um, to whoever it has to be in order to look like a good little boy. So we know now going forward, we can always expect Coinbase to be that good little boy. It's never going to try to innovate. It's never going to try to do something unexpected. It's always going to be that good little boy. So if, if, it, if, you're trying, if you're trying to invest in Coinbase today, just know that it's going to be that good little boy and to try to expect it to be like, the next Google, right? Or the next Apple. It just doesn't have it in it to do that. Um, I, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that innovation coming from that company um, because it's not going to push itself out of those constraints because they're, they have themselves boxed in. Right. Um, I think, I think what this also does now going forward I do think this also gives way to other possible new entrances for new crypto exchanges or even some of these DeFi exchanges to kind of steal the thunder still from Coinbase. Um, seriously, I think I think there's a possibility now that Uniswap or one of these other you know DeFi exchanges could possibly. Um, dethrone Coinbase in time. I think all the innovation is going to be coming from there now. Um, there really, at this point, there really is no difference from Coinbase to Uniswap, at least from what I can tell. Um, the only difference is Coinbase sells Bitcoin, <laughs> right? I mean, that's it. Um, but most people don't buy their Bitcoin from Coinbase these days anymore. Um, so, right. And, oh, and then you can get Ethereum from Coinbase. So I think at this point, you really just needed an on-ramp into Ethereum. That That's it. But that will come with time. That's going to be easier too. So I, I really think uh, long-term, especially by the end of this decade, I think we're going to see we're, we're, we're going to see some interesting things happen. And I think Coinbase is going to get tested and um, it's going to be interesting times. <laughs> right. So, yeah, overall, great day in Bitcoin, great day in crypto and hats off to Coinbase, man. That's pretty cool. They did in a direct listing and they made it on the uh, stock exchange i mean that's still cool so with all that being said it's still still a good thing okay with that let's get into coin analysis 
analysis. All right, so it looks like Bitcoin is doing its thing. So we went up to 64K today and um, that was kind of that was kind of shocking, right? I know when I saw 64K, I was like, yes. But at the same time, I was kind of expecting, you know, it, it to go back down. Um, so kind of what we're doing right now, and I, I'll, I'll put this chart here in the show notes. And this is, you know, this is still going back to what we discussed last week here in Thriller Insights. Um, I'm still going with this hurricane path um, where we're still going to this. I think it's going to be a down month for April. I really do. I think here in the next 24 to 36, 48 hours, um, you're going to notice Bitcoin either do one or two things. I, I think um, it looks very similar to where we were here in January and February. Um, there's a good possibility that we'll either ramp up here above, you know, we're either going to make a 10K jump here, I think here in the next 24, 36 hours, and that's going to put us above 70K. Or I think we're going to fall back down, really. I really do. I think there's a good possibility we're going to be back to like under 60K. Um, and I think that's going to happen here in the next 24, 36 hours. Um, I, I don't see us sustaining the 63K above 60K. I, I just don't see that happening. Um, but there's a good possibility it could go the other way. We could spike back up. There's just It's just too volatile right now. And the market's just all over the place. And we were and we were, we're due for a, a red month as it is, like I've been saying. Um, I'm going to be talking about something in future predictions that's really bullish. Um, but that looks like that news is going to come out in May, um, according to all the information that's out there. And I went ahead and looked up some more information. And that looks like that's going to be coming out in May at the earliest. Um, so. I really do think that there's a strong possibility we're going to see something happen here in the next 24 or 36 hours. We're either going to go up by 10K. I don't want to say we're going to go down 10K because I really don't know that. Um, but there's a strong possibility that we could see a channel up to 10K or we could see a drop back underneath 60K. I just don't think we're going to stay in this little mid range here. Um, I don't think we're going to stay above 63K for long because right now it's at 63K. I just don't see us sustaining this long term. Uh, we've only we've only been at 63K um, for a little while, and it doesn't look like it's going to solidify. Um, usually when we when we make kind of new new highs like this, like 64K, um, we usually don't sustain these very long. Um, it usually goes back down and retest old old, old, uh, old levels. And, and, and that, and that, that old first level, it's going to go back and retest is going to be that, that 58 level, right. That it keeps wanting to go down to every single time. Um, and I, I really think that's where it's going to go down to. There is a strong possibility out there. There's a lot of us and I'm kind of, I'm getting more bearish over time that we kind of see this, the more, the longer that we stay in this consolidation range, the more bearish I'm becoming, uh, just because what that tells me is that the market wants to drop. Uh, just the longer we stay in this consolidation, right? It's, it's been over a month at this point. Um, so the, the longer we stay in this consolidation range, the, lo the longer my 
my my Bitcoin spidey senses are coming up and saying, man, this thing just wants to drop. So just drop already. Right. Just drop back down to where you want to drop to. And my inkling's telling me that it wants it wants to fall back down to like 53K. Um, that's what that's what it wants. It like it wants to tell me that's where it wants to fall back down to. Like it and that's not a that's not a significant drop, like ladies and gentlemen. Like it really isn't. That's a good opportunity to buy Bitcoin. But in reality, like the mainstream news, regular people would think that's a crazy drop. But we know as as hodlers and and and, and people that have been in the space a long time, like you know, going from 64K to 63K, a 10K drop is nothing. <laughs> Even a, a drop back to down to 36K wouldn't be anything. <laughs> I would be like yawning. Um, even a drop back down to 20K wouldn't be anything. That wouldn't even be shocking at all. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is, like, I, I think the longer we stay in this consolidation range, there's a good chance that it's going to it's gonna fly, fly down, right? It's going to there's a good chance we're going to fall back down to this 53 range that, that it wants to fall back down to it. it when Bitcoin does this for a while, it, it, it tends to do that. Right. But it's still trending upwards. That's the only thing it has going for it. Right. It's still trending upwards and it's still staying in the same channel. And I'll put the, I'll put the chart in the show notes so you can see it. Hypothetically though, we shouldn't fall any lower than like 56 hypothetically, but We've seen crazier things, right? We've seen crazier things. The highest it could go to is 75K. But this Coinbase pump, it, it, this Coinbase pump looks like it was already, it was already built in. Like this, this, this Coinbase pump looks like it was already kind of built in. I think, I think that's what's happening. Yeah, I think a lot of things are, are already factored in. I think we're starting to, I'm starting to notice that trend. There's a lot of things already factored in. Um, I think this next news, I don't think is factored in. I think that's this this next news is going to take a lot of people by surprise. Okay, with that, let's get into future predictions. Highly speculative token analysis. These are future predictions. So I did want to mention this real quick right off the bat. Um, Time Magazine will now be receiving some payments in Bitcoin. Um, That was big news this week. Um, They're actually going to be coming out with a video series this summer explaining crypto. And um, they're also allocating some of their balance sheet to Bitcoin. So that's pretty cool. Um, Okay, so this rumor has been around the Bitcoin space for, gosh, I want to say I first heard about it probably about three weeks ago. But I hear a lot of crap on Clubhouse (laughs) that I don't tell y'all because it can't can't be fact-checked. And honestly, um, it's usually just from Bitcoiners and... um, I love Clubhouse. I like I like going on there. I like talking to other Bitcoiners. I, you know, it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun chatting. It's a great place to be. Um, if anybody wants to join Clubhouse, let me know. I have a lot of invites. I can send you one. But it's just it's just they're they're just rumors. That's it, right? So 
I would say probably about a week ago, I heard the rumor again. And I was like, okay, now the rumor's getting serious. Oh, and then Crypto YouTube picked up the rumor. And I was like, okay, Crypto YouTube's picking it up now. Well, then it started trending on like Forbes. <laughs> I was like, okay, now Forbes is talking about it. I was like, okay, now I got to actually start looking at it too now. So I started looking at it and um, there's something there. <laughs> like there's something to it now, right? So it, it now I'm going to tell you about it. But even then, it's still a rumor, right? It's, like, it's not actually official. There's, there's no one with credibility other than um, other than these these uh, outlets reporting it as a rumor. Um, so just remember that part. And that's another reason why I'm putting it in future predictions, because, you know, this segment is all about speculation. Um, don't really believe anything that's in here. Um, it's nothing that is. This is all just the speculation part of their insights. So take that into consideration. But let me show you what I got. So, and you probably already have heard this by now at this point. I mean, it's all over the space. So there's rumors that Walmart is buying Bitcoin or has already bought Bitcoin. And we know there's a lot of companies that are looking to buy Bitcoin. So this is not like a, a, a thing that's like, oh, wow, big deal, you know, because Tesla bought it. Um, there's other companies that are thinking about buying it. But this is where this is kind of where it gets really interesting. Right. So uh, there are just rumors right now that are floating around the space that, that, that said that Walmart is buying or ha has bought one billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. That's a lot of Bitcoin. <laughs> one billion dollars is a lot. That's why people are like, huh, one billion dollars. Yeah. One billion dollars. That's why it's kind of like a big deal. Um, another reason, you know, why it's kind of a big deal is you have to look at what Walmart does. Right. Walmart is a very like blue collar, you know, company. Um, it's middle America. It's it's where a lot of regular Americans go to shop. Right. Um, they own more than 10,000 stores across 24 countries. And it would be a very big deal if they started holding Bitcoin. That would make international news. Um, I'm sure they would interview some people <laughs> from Walmart. Um, it would be pretty historic. Um, and it would it would definitely gain traction, you know, um, just in the regular day to day kind of um, talk around the regular people. Just kind of like the way Elon Musk was when Elon Musk started talking about Bitcoin and allocated or Bitcoin and Tesla. Well, if Walmart if Walmart allocated into Bitcoin, you would hear regular people start talking about Bitcoin and your grandma would start asking about Bitcoin because she goes to Walmart. So it would it would be one of those things. I totally could hear people who I would never think would talk about Bitcoin start talking about Bitcoin. Um, so it, it, it would and then it would also give a legitimacy to as well. That's that's and, and I, I say that because. To a lot of these people who um, who don't pay attention to the technology space or don't pay attention to to anything that goes on in the technology space at all, people that aren't on social media other than like Facebook, 
um, if they hear about Bitcoin and Walmart owning Bitcoin, to them, that's a valid reason to start looking at Bitcoin and understanding it. Seriously, that's a big deal, um, at least here in America. Seriously, that's like a big deal um, to them. <laughs> this is going to sound totally like cliche, but to them, they'll they'll, they'll see Bitcoin as legitimate. Uh, uh, like, seriously, I'm, I'm not even joking. That's just how they'll see it. Uh, it it's 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 a, it's the strangest thing I know. So that's why it's a big deal. But I, I think I think where we have to realize, too, as well, is that back in 2018, they were and we reported this on, on Thriller News. They actually or actually it was 2019. They actually um, filed a patent to create their own Walmart cryptocurrency. This is like right around the time when like, um, gosh, Facebook was trying to make their own. Uh, currency and then like and then like two or three months later Walmart was like yeah now we're making our own currency it was a whole thing and I remember thinking like what and yeah they have like the little Walmart yellow uh, happy face guy <laughs> so like they were trying to be their own cryptocurrency and that wouldn't be the first time Walmart was like trying to do that like they have always had their own banks and their own stores and they've always tried to you know have Walmart credit cards and all this kind of stuff so it would make sense for them to have, you know, Bitcoin on their balance sheet and then go off and try to create their own cryptocurrency. Um, I'm not saying they would use Bitcoin as a reserve as asset for their for their, for their own cryptocurrency, which would be cool if they did. But it would make sense for them to dabble with their own kind of um, cryptocurrency. And then by doing that, discover Bitcoin in the process, you know, when, and basically what they did is they were, they became, <laughs> they became uh, orange pilled in 2019 when they started working on their own cryptocurrency. This makes total sense. If you think about it, because they really did do this and I'll put this in the show notes because they started creating their own cryptocurrency in 2019. So they started creating their own cryptocurrency in 2019. They discovered Bitcoin at that time, right? They saw Bitcoin started going up. They started they started Tesla, start buying Bitcoin. They started MicroStrategy, start buying Bitcoin. They're like, oh, we should probably do that. So they started doing that. They made a lot of money doing it. And yeah, it, it would make sense for them to have bought a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. It just it would just make sense, right? Because um, they're already working on their own cryptocurrency. And that's another thing, too. Like if they roll out their own cryptocurrency, at that point, they could start having people use their their phones to purchase stuff. I mean, we already know that with COVID, you know, a thing now, people are already using their phones to pay for stuff at, at, at Walmarts and at grocery stores. And, and this is just going to be the future, right? There's going to be less cash out there. So I could totally see people using their phones to pay with their Walmart stuff. I mean, it just makes sense. And if they start taking Bitcoin, that's crazy. Maybe, who knows? So to me, that all makes sense, right? But and then I started thinking, I was like, well, to me, that's not enough. Like, <laughs> I, I need more than that. I need more than just that kind of speculation. I need to just take it a step further. So what did I do? I started looking like on like the SEC, like revenue, like their revenue, like uh, reports for, for Walmart. And I looked at the Q4 um, for 
this year, which came out in, I believe it was April. I went ahead and put a link here in the show notes so you can kind of verify that. But if you go and you click on the, I basically took a screenshot of it, but if you click on the screenshot, it'll take you to uh, to see a Skynet so you can download the PDF and verify for yourself. But if not, you can just kind of look at it. I took screenshots of it. But basically, um, they made uh, $560 billion <laughs> in total annual revenue last year. And that resulted in $35 billion of growth, uh, $40 billion of growth in constant currency. Um, yeah, I didn't realize how much money they made, but they make a fuck ton of money. Like, seriously, um, they raised their associate average to $15 per hour. Um, and that was interesting. Uh, the company increased its dividend for the 48th consecutive year and approved a new 20 billion share repurchase program. So I thought that was all cool. So I put that in there. But look, check out this. They have at the very bottom. This is where it gets really interesting. So they have a free cash flow. So they say here, we define free cash flow as net cash provided by operating activities in a period minus payments for property and equipment made in that period. We had net cash provided by operating activities at $36 billion for fiscal year ended in January 31st, 2021, which increased when compared to $25.3 billion from the fiscal year ended in January 31st, 2020, primarily due to COVID. So they actually made more money because of COVID, which is fascinating. Anyways, if you look at their net cash provided by operating activities was $36 billion here in 2021 at the end of their fiscal year. Uh, if you look at their free cash flow, $25 billion. If you look at their net cash used in investing activities, $10 billion. If you look at their net cash used in financing activities, $16 billion. Net cash used in investing activities includes payments for property and equipment, remember? So that's $10 billion which is also included in our computation of free cash flow. So basically what that means is there isn't more than enough <laughs> for Bitcoin for Bitcoin in there. There's more than enough for Bitcoin in there. Because I was curious in, in trying to find out, a billion sounds like a lot of money for Walmart. I was like, there's just no way they're allocating. But no, they have more than enough for investing. Um, they have $10 billion for investing just alone. And that's just in 2021. So they can easily take $1 billion of that and put it into Bitcoin. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is a strong possibility that Walmart could allocate into Bitcoin. And it's, it says it all right here in their revenue. Um, another thing I should also mention is they we won't officially know. And this is where it gets really interesting. So... We won't officially know until May. And, and the reason being for that is because of the company's first quarter results for fiscal 2021 and when they're expected to be released. So they won't post it until at least before May 18th. So that puts us right in line with consensus and that pump and May. And we know how May is always a beautiful pump. <laughs> in the Bitcoin space. So um, yeah, it falls in line with the, with the, with some really great news. Um, and uh, yeah, May is usually a bullish month for Bitcoin already as it is. So yeah, it's going to be, if this comes true, this will be a very bullish news as well too. Let's just hope it's not 
<laughs> priced in. Let's hope it surprises everybody. Another thing too, as well, I should mention, and uh, this is the most important thing, seriously, is that this forces Amazon's hand at this point. It really does, because you have to think about it. Walmart buys a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, financially secures its, uh, its wealth. That's a big deal. <laughs> And then not only that, um, if it introduces its own cryptocurrency uh, here very soon, right afterwards, well, gosh, at that point, I think I think people should be worried about what <laughs> about what Amazon's going to do next. I mean, at that point, Amazon has no point. Uh, you know, they they have to to buy Bitcoin at that point. Uh, or they have to release that exchange <laughs> or something. Who knows? But yeah, it's, that's, that's when it's going to get really crazy. Yeah. And, and you can start seeing just the, just the inflows coming in. But anyway. Okay. So I have some really um, good news. So Bitcoin at Texas A&M is happening this Friday and Saturday. There's some really great speakers there. Even Ray Dalio is going there, believe it or not. It's happening Friday and Saturday and we're going to be covering it. We got we were able to get a ticket, um, you know, because of the faculty. Um, surprisingly, uh, I don't even I didn't even go to school there. So. <laughs> They just gave me a ticket, which is awesome. Anyways, we're going to cover that and I'm going to be trying to get something packaged up for y'all and get that released. Uh, hopefully by the end of the weekend, if not early next week. Uh, and then tomorrow I'm headed over to this big meetup that's happening here in Austin for uh, for Bitcoin. Uh, we're going to have the people from Unchained Capital. Parker Lewis is going to be there. Jimmy Song. Uh, a lot of the Bitcoin devs are going to be there. We're going to have barbecue afterwards. I'm going to see if I can record something. I, they're very private guys. I, I really doubt it, but I'm going to try and see if we can post something related to that. I think at the very least, I'll probably do a birth crypto death on the experience for that. But uh, look for something like that to drop either tomorrow night or the night after. Okay, see y'all next time.